Hey y'all, it is your girl the tea teacher. I got some tea to give to y'all today. So who and everyone out there raise y'all's hand or stick your finger up. Remember when we was kids how we used to get the free and reduced lunches? And the ones older than me probably got um how to eat at home or bring their lunches or whatever. They still do that now. But anyways. So when my kids was going to school, they had the free reduced lunches. Y'all, let me tell y'all what the government has done. And I'm thinking like, oh, what in the hock stickies is really going on? Now, since COVID has hit and has died down and they got the monkeypox and and the armadillo or whatever you want to call them or armoron or whatever. Now they have made it to where the kids are not getting free or or reduced lunches anymore, y'all. Do y'all hear that? The students are not getting <laughs> free and reduced lunches. Now, y'all know the majority of the kids that come to school, that's the only meal they get that whole day is breakfast and lunch at school because their parents is either one selling their food stamps, number two, are not getting enough food stamps, number three, uh, homeless, or whatever the case may be. That was the only meal these kids had, and now... The government, Congress, House representatives, uh, the Democrats, whoever up in the White House area now has cut off the free and reduced lunches. So what are these kids going to eat now? Where is the support now for these kids that don't have no food at home to eat? Where is the community stepping in to help these kids get something to eat to fill their bellies? Where is uh, the parents uh, of the people that's up in the bigger houses not helping? What is really going on with the world, the society that has stopped now free and reduced lunches? They are in school. They're hungry. They're starving. They're malnutrition. They're not being fed. Do you think a person, I know me, cannot function without food? Because you're going to be thinking your head is hurting, your stomach is hurting. What am I going to eat? What am I going to do? Let alone the other worries that they got going on in society. If I'm going to fail, if we got school tomorrow because of corona, where am I going to lay my head at? No one loves me. I'm getting bullied. All this, all this, all this other type of mess. And then you, on top of that, you got to think about you're not getting nothing to eat. What are the schools doing about this? There's too many kids out here that is in the society that's not getting fed at home, let alone getting fed at school now. Come on now, y'all got to be out y'all's mind. Where are these celebrities at? Where are these rappers at? Where are these people that's out here got these billions and billions of dollars that's buying up all these kind-picking homes that's going to be foreclosed in a matter of time because they don't got no uh, funds because they're blowing their money everywhere? Why don't some of these these NFLs and these sport players and, and these Tyler Perry and all that, where are they at? How come they are not helping the students? Oh, I forgot. They only want to help people in their communities. But well, where are the Oklahoma uh, celebrities at? Where is the Oklahoma? Uh, sports people at and 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 TV stations and Wacom Channel Nine, Four and Five is not publicizing this that the school boards and all this is not doing free and reduced lunches. Y'all give me y'all opinions about this because let me tell you, y'all girl, the tea teacher is pissed off right about now. Then got my kids homeschooled and I only got one in school that I'm homeschooling that they can be able to have the privilege to eat at home. But the point of it is, and th- with the single parents, they got all these kids that's going to school that's trying to make it. They can't hardly make it. they barely holding their head above water. These kids need to eat. 
people fail to realize this is our generation that's coming up. These are our millennium kids. These are uh, millennium kids having kids on top of kids. Uh, Kids at school got four or five babies at home. And plus, at the same time, don't have nothing to eat. This don't make no sense. This is an atrocity that the school board, the Congress, the state, the Senate, the president are turning their backs on the children of our nation and not allowing them to have free or reduced lunches. Y'all, the community is turning their backs on these poor children that does not have nothing to eat. Where is these restaurants? How come they're not stepping forward? As a people, as a whole, we need to come together and we need to band together and feed our nation. Y'all, let your girl know what y'all think. Hey everyone, it's your girl, the tea teacher. I'm sitting outside on this nice day. Yes, it is hot as two pigs in the slop, y'all. But I'm out here, so if you hear any noise, winds, or any car noises, I'm sitting outside, so y'all excuse me on that. But today, I want to come to y'all and tell y'all parents, y'all need to snatch these kids up by the back of their necks. Yes, I said it. Y'all need to snatch these kids up by the back of their necks, y'all. It's too many kids out here talking back, being disrespectful for when things get hard, who they sure do call on their parents, right? Mm-hmm. Because now I can't say. Now, some of the 90s babies, but the majority of the 80s, the 70s, the 60s, shh, you couldn't pay one of us to talk back to our mama or our daddy. And even if you had both or just one single parent, ain't no way in the world we did that. But nowadays, these 2,000 kids, boy, they'll disrespect you in a heartbeat. Do you hear me? You tell them to be quiet and they keep on talking like these one of these niggas on the street. You tell them to hush, they'll tell you to hush. And now it's all this real or this TikTok on Facebook and um, they was talking about how back in the 80s and 70s and 60s, Parents, it was struggling back then for them parents. But let me tell you, they did their best. Do you hear me? They didn't ask us kids what we wanted to eat. They didn't ask us kids uh, what drink you want to drink. No, whatever they cooked, whatever they gave you to drink, that's what you had to drink and that's what you had to eat. And dare y'all, dare me, because I'm a I'm an early 80s baby, uh, if we say something back. I remember one time my mother had cooked me and my sister some black-eyed peas. My God, I hated black eyed peas back then. We both did. So we waited until she left and flushed them down the toilet stool. And we thinking it's going to flush, but it came back up. Some came back up floating. She went in the bathroom and came back out. And do you know she fixed us another big old plate of black eyed peas and dared us to spit them out, dare us to throw them up, dare us to say anything? We ate them whole plates of black eyed peas and was good to go. Do you hear me? Or you got these little young kids coming up talking about, you can't tell me what to do. Da, 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 da. No, 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 My kids knew what you say. I give my kids the look. Let's go to the bathroom. Bring me your face. Because I don't got time for that. Ain't no kid going to disrespect me. But now when they get older and they want to talk to you backwards, shh, pop them in the throat. Pop them straight up in the throat. Do you hear me? These kids coming up telling you what they want to wear and some parents out there got clothes laid out now which outfit do you want to wear you better pick an outfit yourself and put on them kids 
I don't know what happened uh, to the parents. Yes, I do. Let me stop lying. These parents nowadays want to be their kids as friends. They got too many friends out here in this world now. They need parents. Where's them old parents? Like my mama and them. Ain't no more because these parents having babies because they are they and they already babies. You feel what I'm saying? It don't make no sense, y'all. Y'all better snatch these kids up by the back of their neck. You better put fear in them when they little because when they get older, they're going to try to run over people. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. I don't care how much money you get. I don't, come be, I don't care if y'all become the next billionaire. You can't buy love with money. At all. Oh, I'm trying to make up for lost time. Forget the lost times. You better get them while you can now. My kids will tell you, I didn't give them no options. I didn't give them no choices. It's, I cook this right here. Now, if you hungry, you eat it. If not, okay, go to bed hungry. But can I have a snack? No, you may not. You can sit at this table and eat your food. Well, I want to pick up my own clothes. I think not. You better uh, put these clothes on that I picked out for you and go on to school, church, or wherever the case may be. Y'all giving these kids all these options to do things. Y'all better cut that mess out. That's why there are so many kids right now coming back and retaliating on their parents, disrespecting their parents, talking back to their parents, even in public. My kids knew we didn't play, we didn't play them games. You want to show out in public? Okay, I'm going to show out with you. You want to throw a tantrum in public? I'm going to throw a tantrum with you. Uh-uh, uh-uh. And when you get grown and want to act crazy, hey, hey, go ahead and hit that dough. Go on back home. Because nobody got time for that. I tipped my hat off to the mothers, the fathers out there that are real parents. Not play, play parents, not pretend parents, not try to be parents and your friends. No, I'm talking about the real parents that know what it is to struggle, that know what it is to make sandwich bread sandwiches, sugar toast, adding a little water to your milk for your cereal, adding some water in that ketchup bottle to put on your burgers or your hot dogs. We didn't have hot dog buns all the time. We used our regular bread, okay? Uh-uh. We didn't play that mess. But nowadays, well, where do you want to eat at, little Johnny and little Susan? No, Shaquana, JJ, Taquana, Shamalila. You better come on. We're going to McDonald's. Y'all parents better stop this mess as of today. Y'all need to quit this mess. Society is getting too crazy. It's too messed up for y'all to be playing uh, play parents and y'all trying to be their friends. When I grew up, kids didn't write. Oh, yeah, you have right to remain, be silent and shut up because kids are to be seen and not heard. Oh, well, they got voices now. Oh, this and that. Another thing, too, you know what I seen? If your daughter turns 12 or whatever, the doctors or the nurses will ask them, do you want your mother to come back here with you? I wish a nurse would ask me, uh, yeah, that's my daughter. I'm coming back there with her. Because when we was kids, she, my mother was there 24-7. Not only in the home, outside the home. You feel, what I, you feel what I'm saying? And parents set an example for their kids. Parents were not here wearing all this hoochie mama stuff and things like that. I never got my nails done until I got grown. These kids walking around now in grade school with iPhones 11s. Better phones than I got. Like I tell you, parents, stop trying to be your kids' friend and be their parents and they be disrespectful at home 
and out of the home, snatch them little niggas up by the back of their necks. Y'all have a good day. Hey everyone, it is your girl, the tea teacher. How y'all doing this morning on this cold day? Hey, I am blessed and highly favored in the Lord. Y'all, I got some tea. And so, I want to get this off my chest in a respectful, but the tea teacher way. To me, in our community, as being black people, as a whole, as men, as women, as children, we don't know how it is to communicate with one another or with anyone. We think that it's okay to communicate with violence or yelling and screaming and cussing one another, being physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally abusive towards one another and to everyone. And I'm not saying that all blacks are the same. I'm not saying that by no means. What I'm saying is it seems like every race is all against the black race. And I know I might get a lot of backlash from this, but you know what? I'm going to stand up and say what I got to say, regardless of the comments that I'm going to get. And it might not even get played, but I'm still going to say what I got to say. In marriages, black marriages, there's no communication. There's no uh, talking. I'm not saying all blacks the same yet again. But what I'm saying is back from slavery days until now, we see that there is no communication. There is no, um, we just don't spend time with one another. You know, you got fathers to say, oh, as long as I'm here, they know I love them. But that's not the case. The case of it is, is do you not think there's your sons want you to go out and play football and basketball and involved with sports or things like that or just outings and mothers do you not think that black girls or young ladies want to go out and do things with their mothers and vice versa on the parents but I guess it's because of how we was taught back in the slavery days you know only thing they had to do was to work they woke up early in the morning before the roaches did and they worked their fingers to the bone in the cotton fields and the corn fields chopping wood, tending to the master's uh, crops and art animals and plantation duties. And then you got the black women inside the homes. The black men inside the homes as being the butlers and the chauffeurs. And then you got the cooks and you got the nannies. And all a while, you have the black women being sexually assaulted. Touched, groped, looked at, beaten because they didn't give in, beaten because they didn't give it up, beaten because they didn't give it up enough. And then you have the women of the house back in those days beating our black women because they was giving it up, because they had to. If they didn't, they was going to get beat again. Or you had our black men being totally humiliated in front of their family, in front of their children, in front of the other slaves, because why? They was getting buck, buck breaking. And if y'all know what that is, y'all need to go look it up. On Google, it'll tell you what it is. It is when a 
white slave owner ties down a black male of any age, especially younger or middle age, to four posts, two at the top for the hands and two at the bottom for the feet. Strip you down from the waist down and will sexually assault your areas. And you know a male only has one area to be assaulted, assaulted with. They wouldn't allow back then to wear no underwear, no drawers. They didn't have no thongs. They didn't have no briefs, no hangs, no bikini, high-cut drawers. They had to wear them old pants that they made and sewed together. I don't know how many times they busted open or whatever. And they sagged them. Why? Because they was allowing or letting them know that they had been tampered with, letting them know that he was easy, that I had broke him. By breaking him, he wouldn't run, he wouldn't talk back, he wouldn't be disobedient, he wouldn't be hard-headed, he would do what the master tells him to do. And then, when the master had other friends that comes down from other plantations that was gay, bisexual, and they didn't want nobody to know that they was gay or bisexual, but they was looking at them black men that had their pants sagging down and showing their they butt, they knew that they had been broken, that they could mess with them. But being in the fields, they couldn't communicate. Why? Because they didn't know how to read or write. They didn't know what they, they, they didn't know how to communicate. They communicated in other signs and other ways. They were so tired by the time they got home from doing what they doing, they couldn't even have time to sit down and eat with one another. They didn't have time to sit down to talk to one another to how was your day? Because they knew how their day was. But they still didn't communicate. They didn't know how to talk to one another. They didn't know how to do things because they were so angry because of what their situations was and how it was. And from that, the anger, the hurt, the mistrust, the non-communication of our black community, of our black people has continued on down from generation to generation. Parents didn't tell their kids they loved them. They didn't show them hardly enough. Why? Because of what their circumstances and what they was going through. And so keep on going. Parents getting jobs and everything like that and still don't tell their kids, I love you. No communication in the marriage, in the home. You very seldom, you find black families that will sit down at the table and talk how their day was and eat together and pray together and just togetherness. It's always, you got the father in one room, the mother in the other room, the kids or young adults or teenagers or whatever in their rooms or out in the streets. And then that's where you get gang members from because they don't find that love and that support in the home. As growing up, our mother never did hardly ever tell us that she loved us, but she always said, oh, it's not by me telling you I love you. It's the way that I show you that I love you. But sometimes people would just want to be say, hey, I love you or communication. That's what's wrong with black communities today to me is the lack of communication. The lack of spending quality time with family. You know, when you see and and, and too, the secrets that we hold. Because there's a lot of secrets that as black families and black communities, as black people in general, we hold a lot of secrets that nobody doesn't know. And who's to say when they will ever be told? When they're dead and gone and then somebody finds out that you got a secret child that you ain't seen in umpteen years and you and your deathbed and he finally tell your family? Or that you find out that your father has been married four times and got kids older than your older sibling as you thought that years ago? 
Now, don't get me wrong, you got some kids that just, out of spite, don't want to be around you, don't want to have nothing to do with you, want to join gangs. And I'm not saying that, you know, that you have done anything wrong as being a parent. No. But gangs, as they say, is a form of a family. A form of a family that does things wrong. Now, you have some cliques or some groups that try to do things that's correct. They try to do, you know, keep the young people's heads on their shoulders and things like that. But you got a lot of them out there that just want to hurt, rob, steal, and kill people because of the colors that you wear, y'all. And then we find out that old Uncle Tom Tom or Uncle Billy Bob Rack has been, been a molester all these years and didn't nobody say nothing. That's why your cousins come out the way they look. Or you got a sister that way because of what's been going on. Or y'all think it's okay to keep secrets and then come to find out you didn't marry your brother or your sister. And so... We need to, as a whole, learn to communicate. We're communicating. We're trust coming. Communicating is talking, uh, sharing your thoughts, sharing how your day was, sharing information, just interacting with one another verbally, not cussing, but talking, not yelling, raising our voices, using stern words, talking, not demanding, not threatening, but talking. But people say, you know, how can you show someone something or show someone love or do communication when you have not been taught yourself? And that is true. If you was in a household that they did not communicate, then it's going to be hard for you to communicate with your children. And then to get it all in one basket, in one bubble, back in the slavery days, the black people kidnapped their own race and sold them just to save their own families and their own skin. Now tell me how traumatic and tell me how humiliated is that. You are selling your own people just out of the fear of you won't being put into slavery or your family. I applaud all of the slaves that went through things that didn't care how or what they was going through, they still made a life for their family members. Yeah, you had to pick cotton and chop wood and be someone's nanny. And I'm not saying being a nanny is something wrong nowadays, you know. But back then you was forced to do things. Back then you was forced to wear things. Back there you was forced to take part in things that wasn't right being sold at infancy or being sold at five years old to another slave owner or slave plantation. And golly, I can't imagine they having 15, 18 kids and each one of your kids is being sold off to two different plantation owners, not knowing what they're going through, not knowing how they're being treated, not knowing if they're even alive and then passed down the generations is still the same way. Not only in that aspect, but in our own race, in our own community. 
we see how our own community is killing one another, hurting one another, molesting and raping one another, and then because they hold a high position in the community or in the churches, nothing happens to them. It's like it's being brushed under the rug. It's like no one doesn't care. You know, if you keep it to yourself, it's like saying it didn't exist, but it did. The scars that the black males has carried on their backs from the whips of their masters, even as today with stigmatism and the coats that they wear because of, they are black, they are males. But then you have every other race that's trying to be like us, the hair texture, having mixed kids, the music, the clothes, getting tanned, wearing weave, wigs, extensions, fingernails, eyelashes, everything else. On down to trying to get a big butt. And y'all probably think, oh, well, there's black males that's messing with white women. You are correct, there are. We still hold that stigmatism. We still hold the hurt and the disappointment. It's just like you having a best friend and that best friend has been your best friend ever since grade school and then all of a sudden when you get in high school that best friend turns on you and jumps you with the rest of the new friend that that best friend has made. And all the while while they're jumping you and they're beating you up you're thinking I went to school with you. I grew up with you. You said we was friends. That same way as in a marriage. When you get married to a man or to a woman and they tell you, oh, I love you. I'm your provider. I'll be there for you. I'll do this and I'll do that. But they cheat on you. They molest or rape your children, male or female. They slap you. They take you for everything they got. They humiliate you. They make your self-esteem go down so low where you don't even think you're worth even being on this planet. It's crazy, right? But I just want to leave y'all with this. No matter what we have been through, no matter what we are continuing to go through, and we're still continuing racism as of today, you can be qualified to a T, and you won't get that job that you apply for, because why? The excuse they give you is, oh, you are overqualified. Oh, no, you are underqualified. Oh, my God, you dismissed it by one point. But your white friend or this white person got it. And they just as underqualified as you. Why? Because they got their degree online. And I'm not saying getting degrees online is wrong. By no means. And in this day and age, it's not what you know. It's who you know that is in that office that can get you that position. I applaud all the black owners that has invented, that has went through things that are not here on earth today, that has suffered from the hands of racism. Now, don't get me wrong. You have a few white people that I can count on my hand that has stood with us. But I can count on a lot of people's hands of white folks that have not stood with us, even black people. 
Indians, Mexicans. But they say, oh, I have black friends. They'll say, oh, I like black people. <laughs> yeah. Your action speaks louder than words. When are we ever going to be a race that comes together? A race that stands up for who we are. A race that will not buckle, that will not be quiet, that will let our voices ring loudly, not with violence, but with education. By being intelligent, never forgetting who we are, never accepting anything less. I had a person tell me today, for a lot of years, they've never had a voice until now. And you know what I said? You've always had a voice. It's just been put on mute. Maya Angelou, Dr. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Louis Farrakhan, Jesse Jackson, a lot of us. What is his name? Sharpton. Al Sharpton. And a lot more. Rosa Parks. Mr. Mandela. Dr. Mandela. So forth and so on. Have stand. Have made ways for us. And still yet, as Maya Angel said, we rise. We will be a whole once we learn to communicate. What is wrong with our nation, our black nation, is the lack of communication. I hope one day that we will be able to communicate with our children, our families, our loved ones, even out there in public. You don't have to be ghetto. You don't have to be a thug. You don't have to be a stripper or things like that to know that you are a strong black male and women. And when we put our heads together and unite, we have strong black children. And y'all probably say, the tea teacher, you sound like you are racist. No, I am not racist by no means. You see, because my dad is white and my mother is black and Indian. And me and my sister, we got called every name in the book going to school, being picked on. And I would never change who my parents was and who they are today even though they are not yet here on this earth. They have um, left us in, to be in a better place, but they taught us one thing. First, you love yourself. Because if you don't love yourself, who is going to love you? You take care of yourself. Because if you don't take care of yourself, who's going to take care of you? You learn to respect, you keep your morals, your dignity. Because if you don't, Who's going to do it? I had one teacher. I'm going to tell you this short story before I end. I came into her class after my mother had passed away. and 
she met me at the door. And she looked at me in my face and she said, I'm going to tell you now, you might as well go ahead and turn around and walk out of my class because you're never going to pass. <laughs> and I looked at her with a smile on my face and says, well, you know what? I'm going to show you better than I can tell you. I passed that class with an A minus. And when I did pass that class and I walked up to her, I turned around and I said, now, are you ready to eat those words with some hot sauce? Why? I proved myself and who I was. My identity. Not my past, but my identity. How I carried myself and how I showed her. Just because the words that came out of your mouth that you thought it was true doesn't exist in my vocabulary. Y'all, go check me out. Stand up for who you are, regardless race, creed, sex, religion. Be the person that God has meant for you to be. Communicate in everything that you do. Y'all, I am in my vehicle driving this morning, blessed and highly favored in the Lord. Y'all, let me say this by saying that and this and more, that um, in life, we're going to go through things that we have never imagined. And we're going to face people that we think that they are our friends and that they want to be our friends and that... They are trying to be our friends, but at the end of the day, we run into people that don't want to be your friends or 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 fake. They'll talk to you when they want to. They'll talk to you when things are going good for them. They'll talk to you when um or when they're down and 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 they're going through bad times. They want to talk to you then, but when things are going good for them, they don't want to talk to you. Or they'll talk to you for a good week or two, and then all of a sudden they get some type of uh, angry or, or whatever the case may be and then just don't say nothing. Them are fake friends. Yes, I got friends that I don't talk to as often um, because they work or because they have kids or things like that. And even if I don't talk to them face to face or on the phone, we send a text message to each other every day. How you doing? Good morning. But you got people out there in this world that only want to be your friend, like I said, just to get clout or just to um, say, oh, I know that person. I'm not like that. You see, because it doesn't matter who you are, what type of celebrity status you have or the money that you carry or things like that. To me, friendship is more than that. Friendship is more than just who you are. It's your attitude, it's your aura, it's your spirit. It's just the connection that y'all have. You know, when I go into an interview, it's just, you know, I'm smiling. I'm always uplifted. I'm upbeat, you know, because I'm 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 there. That's just who I am. And that's how I am when I make friends. Yes, we have associates, yes, we have friends, and yes, we have best friends. But if you say or if you call me your friend, then people need to act like they're friends. 
I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I'm talking to a lot of listeners that you might have people on your social media that say, oh girl, oh bro, I'm your friend. But talking about you behind your back, but smiling in your face. Or them same very friends that call you their friends, them are the same friends like crabs in a the bucket, they pulling you down while smiling in your face, trying to step over your head to get up to the top. And when they do get to the top, they don't know you. They act like they don't even know uh, who, what. But there are true friends out there. I have a couple, not many, but a couple of true die-hard friends, besties. So. At this point in my life, I'm like, you know what? If you not my friend, and you show you me that you not my friend because he actually speaks louder than words, I'm going to go ahead and kick you out of my little social media platform. I'm going to kick you out of my life. I'm not going to be worried about you. Yes, I'm going to smile. Yes, I'm going to talk to you here and there. But I'm not going to make that initiative to like I, like I used to because see, you've already showed me your true colors. You showed me who you actually are. And I hate people to be like that, and I hate myself to be like that, but you know what? You gotta keep pushing, you gotta keep moving. You know, I don't like that. I don't like people being um, on your your jacket coat or your skirt tail, um, trying to, you know, get a leg up it. No, mm-mm. And see, that's how I, that's how, you know, when I, when, um, I do my podcast or my YouTube channels, I let people know up front. I'm not talking to you because of who your your status is or who you are. I'm talking to you and I'm being friends with you. And and I like the aura. It's because of the aura, because of the attitude, because of the way you come in. Believe me, I can tell a person that's phony. That just doing it just to be smiling, just to be. Don't never be that type of person. Don't never be like that. Be who you are. Be yourself. If you fake and phony, hey, that's just who you are. If you a true friend, that's just who you are. Vice versa and etc. But always be real. You see what I'm saying? But at some point in time, y'all got to change. Because this world is getting wicked and this world is getting, it's changing so fast and rapidly. I was just telling my sister that today, the world is changing so fast. I'm from the old school. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm blunt, I'm bold, and beautiful. Yes, I may say. But I have feelings. I have a heart. I have emotions. I love hard. I fall hard when I see something that um, needs to be done. So, y'all, this morning... If you got people in, oh in your in your corner, or people that say they're your friends, or people that's out there that just you know don't talk to you, but every once blue moon, and when they do talk to you, they bring in drama. Let them go. Today is the day to let go of these crabs in a bucket, or these people in a bucket that's trying to pull you down and not uplift you. If they're not uplifting you, now let me say this: you gotta be uplifting yourself. And if you are uplifting and you have done all that you can, and these friends, the so-called friends, does not 
share the same interest in being your friend and uplifting you, let them go today. Look, you don't got to be rude about it, but just let them know, hey, I think it's about time for us not to be friends no more. Until you can uplift me like I uplift you, then I think it's just, I'm going to drop you back down to the acquaintance zone. See, like I told my niece, there are several levels of security. And if you don't got your access badge to get through the gate, then I'm going to have to go ahead and keep you out there in the acquaintance zone. So for all my listeners and my fans and my friends and family out there, if you got them friends that still that has not got their um, access badge to get through all them levels of security, keep them out there. Don't move too fast to make friends so quickly because let me tell you, everybody's not wanting to be your friend. Y'all know who this is. It's your tea teacher, y'all. Go check me out on Spotify. Go check me out on Anchor. Go check me out. Go check me out, y'all. Okay? Check me out. Go my YouTube channels. I have Good Morning with Anika. I have um, the Tea Teacher Park uh, YouTube channel. Uh, I have the uh, the truth about the past. Hey, so forth and so on. Y'all go check it out. Y'all have a wonderful day. It is cold outside, so y'all stay, stay safe and stay warm. Just like I said, there are levels of security. And if you don't have your access badge, then you know what? Keep them out there in the, in the uh, acquaintance zone until they show you that they're on the same level that you are. <laughs>